Welcome back to the Section K Podcast. Today's Tuesday, December the 24th. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. It's been an awesome year. We can't thank everyone enough uh, for downloading and listening to the Section K Podcast. Um, it's been a nice little break after the NCHA Futurity. Um, hopefully everybody's winding down, enjoying some time off, whether Uh, just hanging out at the house or going on a nice vacation. Hopefully you're enjoying this holiday season. Um, On today's show, I got Colbrin Larson with me today. What's up, CBL? What's going on? Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you very much for all the support all throughout this year. And hopefully in 2020, we can bring y'all some new fun Things for you guys to keep enjoying listening to the Section K podcast. Amen, amen. On today's show, we sit down with the world final show champ and the open reserve world champion, Mr. Kenny Platt. He had a hell of a world finals this year, uh, riding mom's stylish player for Mr. Bob Tregimba. We sit and talk about his wins and Will Rogers at the Super Stakes and the Derby, and then talk about just the unbelievable clinic he put on. Uh, during this year's world final so sit back relax enjoy today's episode of the section k podcast and merry christmas and a happy new year this episode is brought to you by brazos valley stallion station the roster of stallions at brazos valley stallion station located in stephenville texas is shaping the performance horse world with its unique stallions representing the cutting cow horse roping and barrel racing industries the skill and experience of the entire staff in the one-of-a-kind facility provide a vital center to ensure your breeding success. For a complete listing of stallions and more information, visit BrazosValleyStallionStation.com. Like their page on Facebook, Brazos Valley Stallion Station LP. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Section K podcast. I'd like to welcome a man to the show. It was the 2016 Open Super Stakes champion, the 2016 Open Derby champion at the Summer Spectacular, and he was most recently the 2019 Open World Reserve champion and the World Finals show champion here at the 2019 World Finals that was held in conjunction with the 2019 NCHA World Championship Futurity. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kenny Platt. What's up? How's it going, Kenny? going all right kenneth you guys kenneth welcome to the section k podcast i'm I'm gonna make my first comment on your badass shirt that you're wearing it looks like a mo betta shirt but uh you mentioned it's what what brand what brand is it well it's a it's an original brush popper uh it's actually a wrangler brand it's kind of it's a little old school brush popper yeah that's a yeah that was that's the that's the real deal right there oh thanks thank you it's a beautiful it's a work of art thank you thank you that's what my wife calls it too work art i think if (laughs) had you been wearing that shirt last night dare i say it you might have marked a little higher well yeah that's what i told my wife too but she uh she still wouldn't let me show in it so yeah yeah becca's pretty cool i'm I'm surprised she she wouldn't yeah yeah well maybe i'll work my way towards i bet bob would have been would have been down for that shirt i don't know how impressed (laughs) bob would have been (laughs) No, man, in all seriousness, congratulations Thanks. on putting on a hell of a show oh, thank you. at the World Finals. This is one of the first years um, that I can remember just somebody coming in and dominating and really putting on a fantastic show for the people. And, and that Gildan, man, I mean, just oh, go ahead and talk a little bit about what he means to you and your program. Oh, you know, I mean, 
I'll tell you what, he's he's kind of the reason that, you know, you go out there and you try hard on a lot of different type of horses and a lot of different type of stuff. I mean, you, you know, like I, we kind of had some ups and downs and, and that horse wasn't just really all, all that easy to train and just different and kind of weird. And, um, you know, to me, he's the reason why, like, you put a lot of effort in to everything you got because you really don't know what you have until you've kind of went all the way through it and, and you know, put the work in. So, I mean, he, like kind of a, a, like a perfect example of just, he's taught me a lot more probably than I've kind of taught him. And it's, it's been pretty cool. It's been a pretty cool ride. So. So you won the open three nights in a row. Which one was your favorite run? Um, probably the, uh, probably the, uh, the, the third night just because, um, on my second cow, I cut this cow, and I mean, it it just tried to attack him, and and there was a there was a, a, a deal he did in there, and I've felt him do it before, where you just you you think you're going to get run over, and he'll reach back through a cow, and just he's so incredibly smart, and he he can get off at a at a at an angle that I I don't really know, I didn't teach him, he just kind of does it just because he's intelligent, and he can get off away from a cow and find a way to come back through a cow. And like I said, I I didn't teach him that. That's that's him, and he controlled that second cow like unbelievable. I, I and I felt him do that before, like at the Bonanza when he was five and stuff. And uh, that it's pretty neat. It's a pretty neat feeling, like you know, when you're sitting up there thinking, God dang it, we're we're gonna get run over right here. This is gonna suck. And then all of a sudden, you're right back in the cutting. That's a that's a pretty abnormal feeling, you yeah. know. So, you know. So talk a little bit about this horse uh where he came from kind of you mentioned he was pretty tough to train um what's kind of his backstory on on where he came from and and what he was like as a three-year-old and then through his four-year-old year coming to the super stakes um how'd you do on him at the futurity and, yep. and whatnot well um I, I bought i bought him from lawson hadlock as a two-year-old and um i wanted to buy him right here at the sale and he was so small and anyway my wife really wouldn't let me buy him which she was right at the at the time he was too small he looked like kind of like a weanling like somebody I, I thought they might have put the wrong horse in the wrong stall and so i passed on him there and then lawson hadlock bought him and lawson's a pretty good friend of mine and uh, i just kind of kept tabs on him and lawson kept telling me how amazing he was and uh and which i was like yeah right like everybody's got the amazing two-year-old you know and and uh he brought him to uh, a show later on in the fall of his two-year-old year and uh, I bought him from him there, and you know he just looked like a totally different horse, you know. And uh, and he, he he was right, turns out. And uh, as far as I, I made the semis on him at the Futurity, I don't feel like I really had him trained just yet. And um, on my first cow in the semis, I made about two turns with it, and uh, and he basically just ran completely off on the left side, it just kept going. And anyway, I, I pulled up and. And, uh, you know, everybody, like, has those old myths and legends that, you know, a horse, if they run off in Fort Worth, they're going to run off every time. And uh, I think everybody kept telling me that. And uh, it made me try a lot harder because yeah. I was like, I don't want to ever have that feeling again. Yeah. You know, and maybe had he not ran off at the fraternity, I don't know that I would have necessarily come back here and, and done as good at the Super Stakes and the Derby, you know. So it was kind of funny how every, every my mom says everything happens for a reason. And, that's kind of one of those things. Maybe that happened for a reason. So, yep. Explain to us the coming back here and and winning the Super Stakes after having that happen in the, at the Fraternity, and and obviously that was 
your first big win in Will Rogers, yep. and and to win on that stage is is a pretty high honor. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, I've been I've been coming to these deals since I was a kid, and I showed in the youth and stuff like that. So, um, you know, to win like a Triple Crown event is huge. And but you know, the Super Stakes, I was just really, really, really nervous about showing that horse. Hadn't showed him here since Turi, obviously. And uh, the first round, I was like, man, I'm just I'm gonna cut the three of the best cows I can cut, and I drew really good, and I cut these three just awesome cows, and I have, you know, usually have awesome help, you know, Grant and TJ Good and uh, Lloyd and Clay, and they helped me, you know, and uh, I cut three just unbelievable cows, and I marked a 26 in the first round. Well, so then I got thinking, you know, everybody always says, oh, if you win the rounds, you know, you're usually, you know, the horse who wins the first round never, ever does good, so that was, you know, you're thinking about that, and I, I came back, in the second round, and marked a, uh, I marked a 19 on him, and I couldn't find my second cow. Like I cut this first cow, and he's unbelievable. I can't. I turn around, and I can't find the second cow I want to cut, and it, it, and he just basically like cut the cow for me, and I marked a 19 and and made the semis, and, and the semis I was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep doing exactly what I've been doing, and I, and I, I don't really think I showed him any different. I marked a 23, and then in in the finals, I was the third horse, and I had a few cows rode down that I liked and they basically all got cut before me and I, I, there's one gray cow that I cut I think that I really liked and then the other ones I just they were just kind of like there you know and it, it's funny just when it's supposed to work out it just it usually just works out but I, that really was I was so nervous showing him the whole time I didn't really enjoy that as much as I should have you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. it, it was like it was awesome and that's all great but man I was like you know just ready to puke i was so nervous before the finals and then so that was what was cool about the world finals the other day was i was able to really it was fun you yeah, know just, just enjoyed go, it. yeah i mean you're gonna come back and show them the next night and the night after that and and uh, it was that was a lot of fun so did did you feel like going in to the world finals that he was working above average or just yeah, like you know, he normally well, I, is? I took him to waco because i was going to get nudged out of that top 15 and i was going to end up about 18th or 17th and i didn't I didn't really want to do that, you know, so I was like, I'm going to go to Waco. It's like it was kind of like my last stand, you know, I'm like, because yeah. I, I had to get all these horses ready to go to fraternity. And, you know, we don't, I don't make my living doing that. It's something I wanted to do for yeah. me and him. And, and so we loaded up, went to Waco, and ended up doing good there on a few other horses and then just did really good on him there in the opens there. And he just felt like every night he just got better and better and better. And so I, I felt confident he was going to be good coming in this deal, and I don't ever have to work him really that much anymore. And I felt like he was really sound and happy, and so he's, he, I felt pretty – it was cool. I was excited. Yeah. So your career yeah. kind of really jump-started there, 2016. Would you yeah. would you say that that limited fraternity win in, what was it, 2010, I believe? or Yeah, in 2010. Yeah. That, Do you think that kind of helped you in a way, get you ready for – the big open and coming in competing at a high level at, at these shows? Oh, you know, I would say more more just a million weekend cuttings before then. You know, like we used to have a lot more weekend cuttings that, that I just used to, you know, you'd stick around all day on a turnback horse and, and help every person and, you know, just grinding it out, like that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I got to win that. And then, um, you know, it was a while before I had a horse really that, you know, good enough to come down here again, really until Ruby CD, 
you know, and I, I made the Fraternity Finals on him in, in 2013. So that's a pretty big stretch of time, and I didn't I didn't feel like I had any horses in. You know, there were some in between that time. I'm not saying there wasn't, but but he was the first, and I really didn't only got to show him here, and we sold him at, at, at this cut, and I never got to show him after that. So, you know, and then I had a little bit of a lull until Fancy Hughes in 14, and then. Also, when he won the Open Fraternity on at the Bash. At the Bash yep. and Idaho Fraternity, and and um, and uh, really like winning the Idaho Fraternity on her was a, a big deal for me because that was kind of one of the first bigger age events I ever got to go to, and it's not a, a huge one, but it was that was pretty cool. What do you remember about Ruby's CD at the Fraternity? I think I remember I was, seeing where the, the semis run was pretty memorable for yeah, you. Yeah, it was pretty cool, you know, and uh, just another like deal on that, you know, like I. I really didn't feel all that great about him when I was leaving the house. You know, he was he was a pretty tough horse, and I felt like I'd done all my work. And uh, but I didn't freak out. You know, I went to the pre-works and I worked him, and he was pretty good. And I, you know, about the third time I worked him at the pre-work, he was real good. And then he just got better the more I showed him there at the fraternity. He was a he was an awesome horse, awesome one for sure. This interview with Open Reserve World Champion and 2019 World Final Show Champion, Mr. Kenny Platt is brought to you by Dennis Moreland Tack. Tack handcrafted by Cowboys for Cowboys for 43 years and counting. Since 1976, Dennis has built high-quality tack for training, working, and showing. Get the best. Get your tack at Dennis Moreland Tack. Be sure to visit www.dmtack.com. So coming into the World Finals, you came in ninth? Or ninth. Ninth? Yep. Did you think that you could even no. get up to second no. place? No. No, not even. Not even close. And you then, know. and then him being the world champion, Gelden too. That's an awesome accomplishment for him and yeah. everything he's done. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. I just can't even. Uh, it's pretty, pretty neat. Twenty six thousand is a nice little side. Well, and you came in with twenty five, so you doubled yeah. what you'd won yeah. all year long. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Nice little side pot, but yeah. um, in the open futurity, um, I understand you have two horses going in the open semis um one that you're going to be showing dr suish for uh mr bob Trigimbo as well and then i um mr nate miller made yep. the semis as well and, and showed in the limited open finals the other night on little naked dancer yep. and uh that horse is owned by uh, lanny meekham is that correct well yeah just changed hands here the other day it was it was owned by lanny and which lanny passed away here at the derby this year and it's owned by uh, hank true now so yeah he's gonna He's going to show that one. That's been pretty cool. That's the second one Nate's made the semis on for me here, and and um, so and I'm real excited about that Gelden the Bob's. He's a really neat horse. And pretty neat to have another one in there, another good one for that guy. What so. are you uh, kind of doing with those uh, open semi finalists here, getting ready for for those semis with such kind of the big gap? I feel like my favorite part about this show is seeing seeing those horses. I feel like they mature a oh, lot yeah. between that second round and those semifinals. So yep. what is it that you're focusing on, kind of keeping those horses worked, getting ready for those semis? I always just, after that second round, I always have, you know, like I have a good vet, soundest vet at home, Mr. Wade Shoemaker, and then I have, I use Ty Tipton while I'm down here, and I always have Ty go through them after that second round and just flex through them and check on them. And, and if everything's good, then I'll just give them three or four days off. And if they need a little more than that, I'll give them a little more than that off. But I feel like if I give them three or four days off and just some light exercise and then, and then I'll just kind of go with what got me here, you know, I'll go back to working them steady. Cause I feel like, you know, you don't want to lose ground and you don't want to give them too much time off and risk maybe them tying up or something, you know, something dumb like that. Are you mostly hanging out here in town working them, or are you going out to J5 at all? Yeah, or? I go out to J5 and work a little bit with Grant, and, and uh, I've been out there to Silverado 
a little bit and work a little bit there and just some other places just kind of keep them freshened up on some good cattle i work in here plenty you know so but um one of my favorite little storylines whenever you were kicking ass in 2016 when you won the won the super stakes and the derby both was that little tidbit you you kind of made about when you were growing up what your mom would make you do every time y'all would go to a weekend show so yeah. talk a little bit about that well, you know, my mom got me started, you know, because she really liked cutting, and then it seemed like every uh, good horse or decent horse, you know, she'd had, I'd, she would let me show, which I would just, like all youth kids usually do, take it over, and anyway, which was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'd always have to get to the cutting early to watch the open, because, you know, like back then, like Lloyd used to come to a lot of those weekend cuttings and stuff, and she'd, you know, make me get there early and watch him show and, and any of the other open riders that were there. And uh, so that was that was always pretty cool. You know, we always had to get there at least six or seven to twelve hours earlier than we'd have to. So uh, you know, but but it's it's really cool looking back. Like you know, that kind of got to see a little bit of that. Just like I got to see him show Stylish play Lena a couple times, and you know, some of those really really good horses that you know you might have not I might have not ever got to see. You know, so who else would you say has kind of had a hand in you becoming the horseman that you've kind of become to this day? Well, you know. Um, a lot of people but uh when i was a kid barb shelty used to come up there to steamboat springs colorado and show and stuff like that and um uh, she helped me out a lot showing and uh, and a lot of other stuff and then she had a guy working for her named matt rava for a little while which matt was kind of starting a bunch of over uh, at the slate yeah, yeah well he's there now yeah and he really taught me uh more about being a horseman than anybody you know like he he I was around that guy a lot, man. He started a lot of two-year-olds that year, and I never ever saw him ever really lose his temper. You know, I mean, he just steady, steady work, 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 and and uh, really taught me how to, you know, not screw up a good horse. And I feel like that was awesome. You know, <laughs> like I could I could use some more of that to be honest. So, so what's next for Mom Stylish Player? Man, I don't know. You know, everybody asks me if, if I'm going to retire him, and I keep joking around that if he's retiring, so am I. So I'm <laughs> probably going to show him some more. And I just want to get keep getting better at what I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like, everybody remembers me for, you know, that horse, and that's awesome. You know, but I, I'd like to put some more of these together, and I think I got some real nice three coming fours, and I should be able to maybe get, you know, back up in there on some of those horses and just focus in on kind of what's, what's next as far as these twos and threes and all that and uh, pretty excited for next year and excited for this fraternity and it's been pretty cool heck yeah well here at the section k podcast we can't wait to watch you and nate crack the herd yeah next this next week in the semifinals we wish you the best of the luck kenny and congratulations on all your success here uh throughout this year and at the ncha world finals hey thanks a lot guys yes sir thanks that's gonna do it for today's episode We hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, a safe holiday season, and of course a prosperous new year. Uh, Like I said, we cannot thank everyone enough for tuning in to the Section K podcast this year. It's been a really fun ride uh, with two of my best buddies, CBL and Cody Hedlund. Uh, Thanks so much. Can't wait to see what's in store for 2020 for Section K. I look forward to seeing everybody at the Abilene Spectacular here in a few short weeks. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, guys. We'll see you guys down the road.
Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging. Not only green when summer's here, but also when it's cold and drear. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, such pleasure do you bring me. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, such pleasure do you bring me. For every year this Christmas tree brings to us such joy and glee. Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, such pleasure do you bring me. Chain.